Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. And we're back. Welcome to Power Moves, episode 180. I'm your host, Mike Burns. Joining me from marvelous Marina Del Rey, whoop, California. It's your wife's special friend, Mr. Nate Craig. What's up, guy? Good to be back. Love the program. Thank you for having me. Honored to be here in the living room, Miss Saginaw Loft. That I uh, <laughs> that you'll be coming to I, visit shortly. Coming to Sagchella. Coming at you, man. You're gonna have a nice couple of days in a small town with no worries. I'm gonna take you around all the local spots. I'm gonna feed you good, dog. We're gonna watch football. Bro. Can't wait. I got I cannot wait to try all the old fashions in town. All the old fashions that you got. I would I, go on. I, I hope that it's uh it's golf weather still. That we get like a fifty degree day, sixty degree day. We will. It'll probably we'll probably creep up on sixty five degrees. You know, it's all it's way nicer now. You never I know. I got time to spend. I'll be I'll be in between uh, Mark Ridley's there and then work and then build the Bill Burr show in Grand Rapids and we're gonna fucking really stretch out in between those two days you gotta relax i know you have a stressful schedule and you're out on the road and gonna you know take care of you give you some downtime gotta rake some leaves gotta smoke some leaves we'll puff some cigars next to a bonfire oh we can absolutely do that we can puff a lot of roll up we'll roll up some of them some of them uh some of saginaw twisters dude there's so much weed for sale here now there's like they're like 7-elevens there's yeah, good. It's there's great. there's it's, like six weed stores in a, like a two mile radius. It's just weed store everywhere. Any new any new building that you see go up, or some old meat market that's been closed for twenty years. If you see it getting rehabbed, it's going to yeah. be a weed store. It's always a fucking weed store. Eventually, you see it's always that same green and some logo and some. It's recreational now in Michigan. Oh yeah, is it rec? Oh, yeah. Oh, dope. Well, thank God. I mean, you got to get out of the dark ages. I heard a hilarious bit. My boy Lucas at the comedy store, he was just like, yeah, Matt's huge in the Midwest. Have you tried the weed? Got to get, got to, got to get up the the chronic game. No question. There are also, um, there are whisperings, and I think it may even be some sort of legality for it, that mushrooms are legal in, in Detroit. Or that'll be the first city in Michigan that will, you'll be able to just buy mushrooms. And I'm waiting for that in the next year or so. I think that could be the big game changer for my life, Nate Craig. When yep. mushrooms, when I can just buy them at the store and that's my new medicine. Because mm-hmm. the whole weed thing for anxiety and depression, it's fine. It's a duct tape. It does work, but not 100%. The one thing that has always brought me joy or a couple of caps and a few yep. stems and they mushrooms are rock solid weed you got to find the right strain you got to find the right strain and the right potency <laughs> and it all 
and it all looks so goddamn good. I mean, you're, they're just <laughs> confronting you with these, with these, mm. with these absolute cornucopias. These, oh, these, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice veget- veget- vegetation right there. So, <laughs> it's cheap too. It's, yeah, it's cheap, and but mushrooms, mushrooms is across the board. I've only had, I've done mushrooms hundreds of times. I I have had two bad mushroom trips. One of them was after I did mushrooms every day for a week and my stomach was just like, no more. <laughs> the other one was after I had, I was landscaping and I was, and I was for the summer and I went to the last Grateful Dead show at Soldier Field and I was, I fucking had gotten poison ivy all over my body and I, <laughs> I hadn't broke, but I hadn't broken out yet. So I was just itching and I ate a huge fucking mushroom, Mike Burns, for this show. And I could not stay. I was out of my mind. I could not. I was just miserable on my skin. I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I like didn't. And I hadn't done enough mushrooms to. I just thought I was fucking going crazy. So I you don't know. Like, you I, don't. You don't. You can't see the the uh, confirmation visually. You can't. There's. So you yeah, just I think did, you're, it, you just think you're freaking out. Like your body's on fire. Right. The next morning, I woke up with fucking just sleeves of blisters. It's like, oh, thank God. Fucking a big old patch. I'm right. <laughs> I was like, oh, good. All right. At least like this, the next month is not going to be as bad as last night was. <laughs> My brain's not broken. Oh, this is it was a-, a beautiful mushroom, too. I wish I, I often think about that mushroom because I was like, wow, should I eat that? <laughs> <laughs> it was too good. It was too it good. It was too good. It was too good. I went to the UP. Um, like a month or so ago with my buddy and God's country. It, oh, Beautiful. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. I did not want to come home. It was like, this is pure freedom up here for good or bad. There's some things that are, a lot of people aren't very uh, happy with that, but Michigan's uh, that's Michigan's dragon. The UP. There is, Fucking, there is no it's up there secret weapon. Yeah. There's no reason to uh, even disguise the beverage you're driving around your automobile with. It's it's sitting in the cup holder, no koozie. Every single people are so friendly. They just drive around in these side by sides and pick up trucks. And wherever you're at, it's someone uncle's house or aunt's house or buddy's house. Ten other people just are constantly revolving door of people slamming beers, showing up with dope and weed and smoking cigarettes. And it's that you can do whatever you want. Within reason, I never saw a cop. Apparently, there's got to be a couple, but this population is so small that well, there's like one, and his name's Randy, and he's your brother's brother's buddy. <laughs> like that, no, that's it ain't gonna do shit anyways. So they'll I, do a they'll do a sting next to the uh, you know next to the hot spot in town once or twice a year. Yeah. They'll do a DUI thing. There, there's a fucking wild show up there at in Nagani. There was this like old school one nighter up there. It's a two nighter. It's Sheboygan Falls on the Saturday, not Sheboygan. Sheboygan Falls, uh-huh. one of those towns you say Sheboygan, they fucking freak out on you. And uh, and then the night, the, the Friday night is Nagani. It's at this place called Pasquale's. They got fucking beer towers on every table. They got sh- it's a crazy crowded bar. Like they have a dance floor opens up after the show and they got shag carpeting Mike. it's a it's a bar in the up with shag carpet mm. i mean it's fucking it's a fun place it's a fun it's a fun part of the country it is the end of the earth up there i love it up there 
when I so I, the point of this was when I went there. <coughs> it should it should it should be part of Wisconsin though. As it was as a Wisconsinite, you can't have it. Belongs. That's ours. It should be part of Wisconsin. It is Michigan's greatest accomplishment. What a fucking heist that was. It's more Wisconsin. You already have enough Wisconsin. We need this. Part. No, there's three schools. There's three schools. There's it should be Wisconsin. It should be Michigan, and it should be its own fucking country. <laughs> My buddy's. Wife. I don't even think they. I don't even think they want it to be a state. They want its own. <laughs> they want fucking. They want it to be its own nation. Oh yeah, build build their own wall. We built we built our own wall, and uh, you can't come in. That's the thing. <laughs> we can't leave either, and we're fine with that. Blow, yeah, blow up the bridge to Michigan. Build a wall <laughs> between Wisconsin, Mackinac Bridge, in some like uh, Gerard Butler type. Uh, like the fucking government just boom and the whole thing goes of, down army of snowmobiles on the hill in iron mountain <laughs> right i'm up at this house on lake superior and they've got you know the giant barn with all the toys in it with the with the recreational vehicles and whatnot and it's cases of beer everywhere refrigerators everywhere these people know how to live and my buddy's wife goes up and grabs a shoebox that she had acquired and she pops the top. And I shit you not, Nate Craig, this is like a size nine women's shoebox filled, filled with mushrooms. Filled. Nice. Like packed. Like you could, like fistfuls of them. And uh -huh. we hang out in the garage. And I've told this story on the show, I think. And it's me and my buddy and like a couple other people. And we all take, I take like six, seven Mush, I just because I don't I don't have to go anywhere. We're listening to fucking Zach Brown band and shit, and <laughs> and this is a safe environment. And then a bunch of other people like Aunt Tonys and and uh, Uncle Dugs and all these dudes that don't do drugs start rolling up with their yeah. beers and just join yeah. the circle. And they all start getting in. The, you know, you got the circle going in the garage. And my buddy's wife took a fistful. Like uh -huh. a gross fistful and just shoveled him in her mouth like nah, 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 nah. and I was like, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> a lot of cow shit in there. Sat there and watched her melt down, but in a good way. But while she's trying to keep it together, because I only had enough that it was enjoyable for me to watch this this complete breakdown of having to deal with other people. And I'm an outsider, so I can just disappear. I'm just there to listen. You know, I'm a child. She was the host. Yeah. It was, it, it was the most I've ever seen anyone take. It was, it was comically like a broken lizard movie type thing where it's just like, Jesus Christ, that doesn't happen in real life. My friends, I've never I've never seen anyone do that amount of drugs and walk away. And it was that how amount. how strong were they? Um I mean, I'm not a connoisseur. So I don't know. I got I was already doinked up from eight other things. Yeah. It didn't, they weren't killer, but whatever that amount was, this is a, this is a sandwich baggie full in one sitting was probably uh, excessive. Yeah. It's well, she should have just left the shoebox open. So everybody knew the deal, but if she was trying to hide it from people, that's, yeah, they were uh, hidden. They were hidden. Cause there's yeah, was, that's a tough situation. There's a line with all those, all those Fourth of July parties, dude. I was, I, I mean, everybody knew the deal. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew the drill. Like they were showing up. They were, they were showing up looking for mushrooms or acid or whatever. I, you know, whatever 
whatever was going on that year. And I was just like, yeah, this is, you know, hiding it from people is a different story. <laughs> we had, we, we were, we were up in, we were up visiting Sean Cole and, and his wife, Brooklyn, uh, up in Oregon and me and my, you know, well, I'll just say I took acid and it was <laughs> strong. It was something we got given a couple burners gave us a broke out their acid chest, you know, friends of friends. And we were over there, family friends or whatever. And they were like, we got something for you, you know, and this is a guy, buddy and his wife, wife, you know, got a brand new baby. She's breastfeeding. They got another kid running around. It's like, okay, well, they used to go to burning man. Oh no, we're going again. Okay, fine. You're still going to burning man. Well, no, no, no. You got to try this. This year, this is called the pink elephant. Beautiful experience. Got to do it. Wonderful love in the air. Got to do it. This one's called the Denzel Washington. Take that, laugh your fucking tits off, blah, blah, blah. I'll give you six of those. This one, you name it. I don't know. It's pretty strong. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I, you tell us what you think. So we're like, all right, we'll do the pink elephant. Love is in the air. We'll just fucking hang out, you know. And I, we're on the beach, and we get we get about 30, 45 minutes in, and like we're like, this is more than we <laughs> wanted. And we were good. Because we were together and we were on like, we were, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been up to the coast, you know, but it's beautiful up there. We were right by that haystack rock that's in Goonies. Yeah. We were literally right on the beach across from that thing. So there's tons, you know, that's a bird sanctuary. We're in a beautiful place. It's the fucking 4th of July. The parade already ended. Parade's over by 11 a.m. So we get a fucking couple cocktails and some acid in us and go out to the beach. We're going to have a day of it, you know? And like, you know, our coals are, they, they are hosting us in the Airbnb above the bar there. They're like, yeah, we're going to, we got to go fucking run our kids around. We'll, we're, we're barbecuing tonight. You know, it's the 4th of July. Find us when, you know, find us when you want us. And we were just like, I mean, we fucking went through it, bro. Like it was the hardest I've ever done drugs and not freaked out. <laughs> I mean, we, we pretty well freaked out, but like in a way that we were both like, this is okay. Out, huh? We're, yeah, we're okay. Is, we're okay. We were, we were right? kind of watching ourselves. So we were like, yeah, we were reassuring ourselves. We we're like, what about music? Yeah, yeah, play some music. All right, should we do some, shoot some tequila? Yeah, we should probably get some tequila on us and fucking. So we finally get through this and, and like, we're, we're like, whoo, you know, six hours later or whatever, we fucking, you know, we had, I mean, I'm not shitting you, dude. We had to fuck our way through it. We were like, could you fuck? Yes, I'll fuck. like we started fucking and it was i mean that was that was you know that kind of saved us because we were like well this is really good i I guess it can't be too bad if we're fucking (laughs) (laughs) we're just like i mean dude we were i was like we were seeing shit in each other i mean i'd never really had visuals like that before and i've done acid fucking 30 40 times i don't know how much i've done acid i've done acid a, a lot of times and I've never, ever had it be that visual. Like, I was staring at the cabinet at one point. The fucking wood was swimming in itself. You know, that happens sometimes. But not, like, where you're, like, you like you're, like, well, I'm seeing. And then, you're, you know, you just realize that your, like, eyes are going out of focus or whatever. You know, you. But, like. Real cartoon I mean, shit. Dude, cartoon shit. Like, we're looking at the sand. Like, you know, sand is, like, all clumped together. And I was, like, are there, is there, is there bird bones in this? You know, like, the, I'm, like, what the fuck is in the sand here? Like, I'm, you know, that kind of shit. And. You know, then we had to go back out to the ocean like three, four times. You know, it's like nothing was enough. You know, it was just like we our fucking our brain patterns were off the charts. And we were just like, finally, we were like, oh, shit. OK, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. And we had a fucking cocktail. And we we're like, all right, now we can 
relax and we can fucking go hang out and watch the fireworks. And we finally calmed down enough and we were like, okay, let's go fucking, you know, smoke a cigar, watch the fucking fireworks on a hill. We're in the, you know, it's, they're going to do this fireworks right in the fucking end of the end of the earth, fucking sunset, beautiful fireworks. They're like, you got, you know, Sean and Brooke are like, you got to you know, meet us up here. They send their fucking, they send a couple of the, couple of the kids down, a couple of high school girls, da- their daughter and daughter of their friends come and get Yeah, them. they should throw that in the mix. <laughs> soon as soon as we get in the car, I'm like, ah, this did not wear off to the point where I thought it did. And I was like, and me and my wife were like, we're about to go hang out with a bunch of people that we are not, that are not on drugs and don't know we're on drugs. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and so we get up to this, I shit you not, dude, there is a fucking, there is like, Four trucks, two of them got fucking USA flags in the back. Oh, yeah. All on the lawn. There's kids throwing like quarter sticks of dynamite. It was like, it was like, if fucking, <laughs> it was like if that fucking scene from Boogie Nights was at a Trump rally, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're on acid hard. We're still on acid hard. I'm just like, all right, well, get me a tequila and a beer. Let's fire up these fireworks. Let's get even. They're playing they're, the playlist. I shit you not. At one point, proud to be an American came on, and mm-hmm. this fucking guy goes, "I get all the fucking feels from this one." That's how you. <laughs> like, that's how you know shit. it's fucking the situation you're in is it's it's real because like your Fourth of July parties, we get decked out and all the shit, and we're like USA yeah. and shit. But you know, it's it's novelty, it's fun. There's a difference yeah. when yeah, you yeah. realize that motherfuckers. That song comes on, and I've had this happen. They're like, I love this fucking song. I've been sitting next at the bars here. I've been sitting at a bar and that song comes on and I have a guy just be like, man, I fucking love this song. Oh, this song's so fucking good. And like looks at me like, dude, I'm not, I can't agree with you. This is a terrible yeah. song. <laughs> it's a really bad song. It's a poorly, I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. Like the fucking, it was the best. One of their, uh, <laughs> it was right after, it was like right after the, uh, the Roe decision came down in the Supreme Court, and one of one of Brooklyn's girls, like she's a fucking old school townie up there, and like these were all her friends, and she's just like a un- absolutely, completely unapologetic feminist, fucking awesome chick. That's just a bad bitch, and she's just like fucking t- taking over the lyrics, like where at least I know my daughter can't get an abortion if she gets pregnant by one of you fucking hogs. <laughs> she was fucking just. Let them have it. That really we fucking we were that was good. That we were fucking in. And it was great. You know, they had a you know, they had a good party that it was um it was wild. The the most fucked up thing that happened. This was fucked up. This goes back to this goes back to that chunk. You can listen to me and Mike had a nice little powwow on this fucking uh assault rifle sickness the, that we got. In this the, Patri- the Patreon has a nice little run on it if Patreon's- you're a subscriber. Patreon's a nice little dose of what we're what I'm referencing right now. But I walked inside at one point to just go get a you know some they had some nice tequila and I was grabbing some food and shit. And I I walked in and like all the boys who had been like doing fireworks and shit were like you know tuckered out for f- fireworks over. They had fucking lit off all their explosives. And Thirty-two Budweisers. They were watching a documentary on. The guy who shot up Las Vegas. That, like, like, that's not fun. <laughs> but it wasn't. I'm saying it was fucking weird. It was on like the hunting channel or something. I'm shit you not, dude. It was on like the fucking some like wild, deep fucking cable network. And they weren't doing a documentary on like 
where he was from, why he was ill, what had happened to make him be such a bad person. The documentary was on how he did it. Uh huh. Like and how what sweet, the ang- how sick the, his gun was. <laughs> the angle on the fucking the fucking concert was, and sh- and I was just like, "Whoa, there's fucking six teenage boys watching this." I'm just like, "Man, I don't that." I, I was just that weirded me out. I was like, "All right, well, you know, glamorizing it. It's glamorizing it in the it, eyes of little, in the and, and teenage boys are stupid." And it's they, what it felt like to me. They, they felt, see, they, they're like, whoa, yeah, this is how you do it. Uh, don't show them how to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Don't show them how to hunt people. <laughs> <laughs> the hunt, What's this? That's next. That's the next channel. Hunting the hunting people channel. Hunting people. What is it? What is it? What's it called? What's the book? The most dangerous game. <laughs> right. Dude, parents are fucked up. I, t- I try to give respect to parents because... It's I I'm, I I don't know what it's like to have to fucking take care of other human beings. It looks like a fucking real chore, but man, there's some parents out there fucking up big time, dude. They're lazy, lazy fucks. Dude. I think I would. I don't think I would be a good parent. I, I wouldn't think, be a good parent. Is that out of the cards for you? No, no. I I, I mean, you know, there are certain things I would do well. Sure. Um, and you know, my wife's a badass, and, and and we'll we'll do just fine. So you'll do I, your I'll, best. I'll, I'll just have to I'll just have to change some things. No more no more acid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, on the weekend, you know, you're out of town. You get the kids being watched <laughs> by grandma, Mima, or whatever. And yeah, you're at a beach, Fourth of July. Let's build some let's build some castles, kid. Big ones. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done acid. I'm oh, afraid. Wow. I'm afraid of it. I don't think. Oh. I, I'm. I'm afraid that my brain won't come back. Oh, Michael. Michael has had a lot of uh, twisty brain issues, and yeah, I'm concerned that I would have some sort of severe anxiety that would stretch for, you know, a week or a week and a half, and all of a sudden I, there'd be all that time gone, and I'd be just yeah crumpled in a ball i love mushrooms mushrooms are so good for me but acid i just feel like it's i don't know what that is i don't know what you made this out of i don't know what this piece of paper is soaked in i don't know well it was this it was designed by the military and it's uh it was uh originally uh i think a truth serum it was the original intent. I don't know. I'm now I'm talking out of my ass, but it, it was, uh, and then it became treatment for soldiers. Yeah. And I don't, it, I don't want stuff that was built, made for soldiers. I don't know if that's <laughs> like, this is made to control lunatics. Like people that are like, <laughs> yeah, soldier, perfect for you. Not like the, <laughs> this isn't made to give to the soldiers that are even keeled and are doing their job. These are meant to, we give this, to the ones that we can't fucking crack the pistachio shell open to see what's going on in this noggin. So the only thing no, we can to, do to put the pistachio shell back together. <laughs> you can't put it back together. That's the thing. Once it's cracked, it's cracked. <laughs> and that's it. You brought up a good super glue. You, you brought up. Yeah. I don't want my brain super glued back together. I still want to be able to go in there and tinker around if I need to. You brought up a good thing, a good point about, 
when you're waiting for the acid to wear off. And that's one of my favorite um, moments of a heavy dose of marijuana or mushrooms. And I can't speak to many other things. But when you know it's bad, but you're still clear enough to tell yourself, wait, just wait. Because when that when you're on the top of the wave and it's too much to handle, right afterwards, when, it, when you finally get soothed, when finally that uh-huh. tension goes out of your chest, that is yeah. the best feeling. That Good. is the absolute best part of doing drugs. Is You earned it, yeah. When you earned it. When it was really hard for a while. And sometimes it'll feel like, this is how long has this been going on? And I'll, because mm-hmm. I'll get greedy. Some nights I'm just lazy and I, I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll take like five milligram gummy, then another five, ease into it. And then like, okay, that was enough. But sometimes I'm like, I just want to get in the chair and sink in. And that's when you eat like 20 milligrams, milligrams at, a, at a chunk or 30, which is crazed for me. I used to only be able to handle five, but still like that is way too much. And I know lot, this yeah. and I know this, but part of me wants to torture myself before it really becomes good. There's a really, there's a bad spot when you do drugs that can feel like it lasts forever. And I'll look at the clock and it's like, I think it's one in the morning. Like I'm so fucked. I got so much to do tomorrow. And I look, it's nine 35. <laughs> like you, t- you took these five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. That was like a, that was a bit that I used to do a long time ago. How, like when I first did ecstasy, I was like, it's too good. You gotta have it. It's you gotta ask your insecurities for permission. You gotta earn it. You know what I mean? Like the trip's gotta have some sort of fucking edge to it. Mm-hmm. And then like you know, Molly came into the picture, and like benzos, people started popping benzos. You know, like fucking complete brain rearrangers. You know, uh-huh. just completely fucking take all the fucking question out of it. You know, drinking on benzos that fucked people up good. And, you know, I never ended well but like experience to experience i was always a, a huge proponent of doing drugs that kind of like confronted you with your own head a little bit and you know overdoing it's not healthy and you can you know you can freak the fuck out but but yeah dude like uh the i think the bit was uh you know you used to have to, i you know getting caught on mushrooms at the dinner table with your parents wasn't a bad thing, you know, getting caught at the dinner table on ecstasy. <laughs> you go from please pass the beans, please. To fucking, <laughs> you rub some of those beans on my chest. <laughs> you should never get, you should never, you should never feel green. That should never be green lit. You know? <laughs> I've never had. Okay. I've had a couple decent experiences on Molly or X. But for the most part, it has never been worth it, and I will never do it again. The uh. the next day crash I've had from that has been uh. so just debilitating and scary and bad that even thinking about it is not pleasurable whatsoever. I can't even I can't even fathom it. Yeah, huh. and I've had well. a, I've had a couple I've had a couple. Or, a long time ago when I, I think I was younger and my brain could handle it where it was like took, took you ever a- do good drugs. You ever get, you ever get, you ever get, you ever get some of that Eric Andre? 
Oh, I've done that there. I've done uh, yes. <laughs> I've done a lot yeah. of my drug experiences that were good, sometimes not so good. Were Eric Andre deliveries. They were <laughs> like Eric Andre parties where he would give me like you know, weed candy bar or something. You're like, hey yeah. dude, bro, you know, you don't want to Take the whole thing, like, but just be careful, okay, dude? Like, don't like, uh, <laughs> like you know, those are rock and roll times, and I want to. I'm part. I'm a rock and roll guy. I'm like, I'll fucking take the whole thing, and then five minutes later, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I need to go home. And your house is up in these fucking hills, and I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna get home. And I <laughs> just ever and what and fucking uh, Lil Rel won't stop talking about Air Jordan sixes. <laughs> And like, and I'm trying to be cool about it because I like Lil Rel. He's a cool guy, but like, a part of me wants to say, "Shut the fuck up right now!" And I need to go in the bathroom and lock the door for a little while. And everyone just be fucking cool about it. Uh-huh. And, then you, and then you cut to like two hours later, and you're eating eight hot dogs or something insane. Just that's what would always happen. And then someone would be like, "You got to go home." Usually the lady I was with, I'm like, we have to go. I'm like, okay, please, thank you. I'm so glad you suggested that. Yeah, it's a uh, constant search for the right mix, I feel. But um, but that's but the thing is, shit. like, when things like the constant search for the perfect amount of booze or the perfect amount of drugs, and I think at a certain point, that's when I have these considerations of, like, maybe I shouldn't be doing any of this. Maybe I shouldn't do, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't do any of this. Because I'm fascinated with the C.J. Sullivan sobriety. And C.J. Sullivan has gone from the party maniac of the century. It was never it's like insane. to filling his time with a plethora of these activities, like wholesome activities. And I know what he's doing. Every, every, you know what he's, he needs to keep the shark needs to keep swimming, but in a, di- <laughs> in a different ocean, <laughs> it's still Dude, swimming. It's so I would have, I would have bet my car against him. He's fucking completely quit drinking and smoking. And I mean, he's getting blonder. <laughs> like, his hair he looks healthier. Color. He looks healthier. Like right. he's, he's reverse aging. It's crazy. But that's yeah. No, I mean, well, I, you know what? But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna concede this. You sure as fuck ain't the right mix, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if what you're trying to say is you're the right mix, <laughs> fuck that. And I'm not either. And you sure as fuck aren't. Keep doing drugs, kids. I don't think I can. I don't. I don't think I can ever just quit, like booze or anything completely. And that might show that I don't have enough confidence in myself to do it. But I don't have the drive to because I'm so fucking bored half the time. I don't understand how people sit and don't do anything while they want. Like I can, I cannot drink. And watch TV and take a little bit of weed, a couple puffs, and just and then suck on the vape pen. I can do that. I can chew nicotine gum and drink tea. Like I can go as low as that, but I can't just sit there and watch some Netflix documentary and be entertained without some sort of vice. It has to be it could be candy. It could be something as simple as, but I need to have 10 of those fun-sized Twix. I can't just, what, I don't understand. Some people can just sit there quietly, not gorge on food or booze or nicotine or marijuana or alcohol, 
and be completely content. And it doesn't compute with my brain how I would fucking do that. Like I can play golf. I can do that's an I, I can do that completely sober and have a great time. But I can't do that at 11 o'clock at night. I can't do that at 10 o'clock at night. I quit drinking. My wife would kill me. <laughs> Why is that? Because that's all we want to do is have a bottle of wine and eat a meal. That's all the other concern is that. And I think that's a good indicator that I don't have a problem. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like I have a good relationship with alcohol. I was pretty good. I quit drinking for the most part from like January till I taped my special in June. And I was pretty happy with that. Sure. You know, and now, I'm, now you, I'm back on the sauce and I'm, and I'm good with it. But you had other stuff. You could still have a toke. You could still have something. I, were you just straight sober? Uh, I mean, I had, don't get me wrong. I threw in, you know, we had a, uh, if she made a beautiful meal, I'd have a glass of wine in there a couple times. But like, for the most part, you know, I'd say I had like maybe a, maybe 10, 15 drinks from like January to June. That's pretty good, I think. You had the special to focus on, though. You had, yeah. you had yeah. a task. Yes. See, with a task, I can do that. Like, okay, you've got this yeah. script that's due. Yeah, I, then I all then I just only think about that. Right. That's what I want to do anyway. It's it takes the place of of whatever I was fucking around doing. So, you know, Bill doesn't drink. Bill quit drinking. He, we used to drink all the time. Completely. So he doesn't drink anymore. He's too busy. Yeah, he's pretty. I mean, we actually I've no. I mean, I've smoked with him a couple times, but uh, yeah, no, he's it's like he just doesn't have time for it really, and he's yeah. got two kids now. Yeah, two kids. Yeah, two kids, and 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 every single day somebody wants them to, you know, be in their show or make their movies. No, his requests for doing something never ends, and I get that. I get that. I get. I can't drink because I have to do this, and I might as well just not drink at all for a couple weeks. That makes sense. But I live alone. That makes sense. I got no kids. Yeah. I got no I girlfriend, no, point, no wife. I see no point not drinking when all I have to do is drink. <laughs> <laughs> what else? The only, what am I supposed to The only thing to worth do? living for. <laughs> Literally. And, and sometimes I'll use those sorts of things as an excuse to not have to do something. There'll be There's things that I could be doing, but I don't necessarily want to. Like there's... There's some projects that I've put off because I don't want to do them. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, well, if I smoke way too much, now I don't care about that project anymore. And now, and this- I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare attempt that project under the influence of thirty milligrams of sativa. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably not healthy. But I've just fallen out. I've, I've stopped finding joy in a lot of things that I should be doing. And I think as I've gotten older, I've decided to really compartmentalize things into what brings me happiness and joy. As opposed to, and cutting out a lot of things that used to bring me anxiety and mental illness. I'm like, does this really, there's the payoff for me working on this sort of thing and this whatever it is, let's say a fucking movie script, is the payoff of me doing this, is this actually bringing me joy or am I just doing what I think I'm supposed to do because it's what my lot in life is? And I yeah. have a lot of conversations with myself and say, you don't have to do anything. You know, I don't have to do this. There's nothing stopping me. No one's benefiting from 
you know, I don't have a family that I need to provide for. I don't, I don't have to do anything. And life is short. So I've really taken a weird turn into just trying to be fucking happy to make up for all the time. Sure, we had a blast and a lot of party time, but there's a lot of stressful shit that you go through when you live in Los Angeles and work in a entertainment capacity that a lot of times it just wasn't fun for me. It was, yeah. it was miserable and it just made me feel mentally sick. <laughs> so now I'm trying to ma- yeah. like, you know what, instead of doing that, that I should be doing that. I'm, I don't know who says I should, but I guess I should for whatever yeah, I reason. Used to, I used to feel compelled to do it, but I, and- what's more valuable that working on something that I've used to feel compelled to do, or should I just go golf and be happy? (laughs) Like today I should have done a lot of shit during the day, but I got a big B in my bonnet and I was like, it's going to get chilly out. I want some of those warm weather, like uh, golf gloves, the, like the weather soft ones, the foot joy ones. Sure. So I went and walked around Dick's Sporting Goods and played with the putters and dicked around in there for like two hours. <laughs> Just got some of those gloves, got some new bright green balls that I won't lose in the fucking fall leaves <laughs> and walked out. And I was like, I, I feel and I felt guilt. I got back in my car and I felt guilty that yeah. I took a day to do jack shit. And I in in that, I think it's still. This ingra- you fulfilled your role as a good consumer, Mike. <laughs> Ingrained it's struggle, a, though. It's a good citizen does. Like you still, cha- I mean, you chase the next special constantly. Your next special is always the next thing. I would assume in your head, yeah. after you record an album, the process yeah. starts over, and yes. and you know how it works, and you know that I got to go do these shows, and I need to write this amount, and I need to refine this. But I even that I took out of the equation, which I think sometimes I think is the right thing to do. And sometimes I think, Jesus, did you just take the chain off? And now and now who knows where the fuck you're going to end up roaming around to. I mean, it's a constant balance between productivity and enjoying your life. You know, I I I think that uh, a lot of people use work as a substitute for just being a person mm-hmm. just like just like drugs and alcohol or t- pumping out 10 kids or whatever it is that makes people feel alive or worthwhile or necessary or important you know right we're always we're always searching for some sort of relevance and i I see people do it with with work just the same. I've always seen people do it with work. It's like if it's work, you you can always say it's work. Work can get you out of anything. Sorry, honey, I have work. Sorry, kids, I have work. Yeah, it's just you know provide for your family. You know, keep keep paychecks coming in. God forbid you you spend thirty years working for a company that fucking throws you on the pile. You know, right. I, I mean, shit, I could see that that relationship with work and Brett probably goes back to my fucking, you know, 
some of these mass shooters just need a car to work on <laughs> you know it's like i i can see that hobby. kind of relate i can i or, or just a just a trade man like i could see that kind of relationship with work if you are able to you know you have a, you're a skilled craftsman or something or you you know you're you're a carpenter or you're a plumber you have you you know and everybody's lamenting the uh the plight of of men and why everybody's you know, angry enough to let their brains get taken over by a fucking lifelong fraud huckster <laughs> smash up the Capitol while they're on Instagram live. It's like, there's so much insanity involved with that, but why, you know, and I just think it's like a good portion of us have been programmed to be good consumers or be a part of the infrastructure that enables being good consumers on a societal level and knowing a trade or something that you have that's tangible is not necessary anymore. And it hasn't been for generations. You know, it's like, you don't need to know how to fix a combine to exist in a major metropolitan area. And you don't need to know how to uh, fix a commuter rail system <laughs> right if it, it, you know if you live out in the fucking sticks and and but and, uh, in a small town you can know how to fix a combine and make a boatload of cash oh yeah my cousins do my cousins are badasses they're fucking everything they, they used to they used to compete with each other to see who could take apart and put back together a tractor engine fast. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, they're like they're fucking bad at my cousin just bought a you know what tiling is? Yes. Tiling is is when you put a a, a grid system under a field to take the wet spots out of the field. Right. It's uh it's it's the opposite of what you want to do with your girl. And uh, <laughs> but these machines are. You should. See I like it dry. I like it real Elish. dry. That's a old fashioned way. That's how we did it. Now um, that's how I'm going to do it. I call my backfield Bessie. <laughs> I call her shop vac. <laughs> she, uh, she's not a big fan of mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> I come around. She dries up. <laughs> but the corn is knee high about a fourth of July. Don't worry about. It. I don't know how, why is why why is this why is our fucking. I shave my bush what, once what? a year, and that's how I know what? when it's when it's knee high, knee length by the fourth of July. That's when I know it's time for another dick cut. Why is our farm run by a fucking Chicago garbage man? I don't know. That's the funnest voice to do. Um. So yeah, the time, dude. This thing's a fucking. It's a beast. You know, it's a beast, and it's like. And it's like uh, my my grandpa used to, you know, he ran into financial trouble because he bought all these combines that he couldn't afford. But my cousins are good with them. They they don't lose anything now. They're fucking. They learned how to weed that part out. They they learned how to. They like my youngest cousin Davey. He he hooked the combines all up to satellite. <laughs> they don't even have they don't even have to drive them anymore. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah they they do wild shit now. And it's a, you know if you if you're able to do that, you know my cousins don't. They don't fucking need anything else, dude. No. They got kids. They got their wives. They live in the fucking middle of nowhere. Turn on their and, drone combine and it zips dude, around and does the shit. And they got plenty to keep them busy. They got plenty to keep them busy. They got thousands of acres to keep them busy because they got something that makes them, you know, they got something that makes them 
whole us essentially not to be corny about it but like that's what that's the difference you know it's like you can work your ass off if you're if it's if it's not anything that feels like something like that's my what my idiot buddy talking about we got the guns okay again this is <laughs> referencing the patreon but like but like my buddy is an asshole from back home. He fucking sold mortgages for fucking 25 years. He didn't feel good. He used to brag about ripping off old ladies and selling them shitty loans. Right. We had no shit you're no shit you're a fucking Trump dipshit bragging about how <laughs> all the guns you got. You never learned how to use them. You were never trained how to use them. You're flailing at some fucking vague nonsense murder fantasy because you fucking did something that didn't make you feel good about yourself for 30 fucking years. Right. Your trade is something that's not necessary it was a parasitic fucking operation that you fucking took part in and it doesn't make you feel good so fucking getting up and going to the office every day that that ain't nothing but a fucking band-aid just the same as fucking 30 milligrams of sativa homie that's just a fucking that's it you're just telling yourself you're going to work you ain't doing nothing that's doing society anything yeah i agree that a lot of people when they have jobs that have no other aspiration other than chasing greed and they have the cars and the fancy house and everything appears to be per- picture perfect on the outside. Yeah, society a- tells them it's, that it's it, it, society imbues all these fucking attributes onto it. There's a society. deep, there's a deep vapid hole inside of them that they're going to have to face at some point or they never will. And they'll never find true joy because yeah, they, they know that the shitty loans that he knows the shitty loans he sold people for 10 years ain't gonna build him a fire and fucking shoot him a deer you know right it ain't gonna fucking raise a field full of crops and put food on the table so his wife can mend clothes it, he'll never be amish <laughs> he knows it he couldn't be Amish, and he fucking knows it, and he hates himself <laughs> older people know how to do stuff they yeah, all know how stuff. to do shit. Like, yeah. like when I, I had a little tiny hole in one of my sweatpants the, and the other day, and I just give it to my mother. I drive over to my mother's house. I'm like, Mom, can you stitch this up? Yeah, sure. Zip, zip, zip. Hands them back, and it's a perfect, like, she just knows how. If you ask her how to make this certain casserole or a cake or cookies, or she knows how to make it. If you ask her about any sort of the, or any, uh, any flora that's in her in her yard filled with all these different flowers. She knows how to make all this stuff and it gives her joy that doesn't leave a vapid dark hole because at the end of the day when she works on all this and she's all muddy and dirty and then has this beautiful thing that actually that brought joy to other people that come over and say, Oh my God, your garden is so nice and your flowers are so nice. No one goes to a guy who just rips off uh, poor people and says, wow, you're really, I'm really admiring how you ruined those people's lives. Like yeah. you, you never get that payoff. It's, but, what, but so what they have to fill it with and chase it with is, wow, that's a really nice new uh, Wagoneer. That's a $85,000 Jeep. Wow. That's so, but that doesn't do the job. That is the Band-Aid. That is a 30-milligram Band-Aid of getting compliments for what you did bad for. And I think that's... Be an American <laughs> where at least I know I'm free. That's another Band-Aid. Patriotism's a fucking Band-Aid. To cover up all the things that you don't want to speak out loud or <laughs> accept. I like my Wagoneer. Keep them immigrants away from my, 
My wife, keep them immigrants out of the country that was founded and settled by, by, immigrants. by immigrants. <laughs> well, you know, but that's different. <laughs> that's that's the only people that that actually believe that. It's people who have enough estranged dads in their past to not have any connection to the <laughs> to the immigrants in their bloodline. It's fascinating that the majority of people who claim to be real like I, I fucking love this fucking country i love it it's the best fucking shit country it's are the people that don't understand <laughs> what it is like what what ha- just happened there? did a did a black man drive down your street bumping phil collins out of his motorcycle stereo is that i just heard it's fascinating that you say that because i didn't see it out the window but I would, I would put, eh, put half of my money that I have in this world that uh, that's exactly, that's what, exactly it what it was because it happens all day. The, Dude, I don't, I don't want to be racist. No, no, but no. There is, there is nothing louder than a black man's motorcycle, dude. What? They, I, it's got to take, it's got to take a fucking battery that could power an eighteen wheeler to power the fucking stereo on a black man's motorcycle. Those things are louder than jet engines. It it, is. is, It's fascinating you bring this up. It's like a jet engine that plays Casey and JoJo. (laughs) They play everything. These motorcycles, Casey and JoJo, Phil Collins. You'll hear some Gap Band. You'll hear Snoop Dogg, (laughs) fucking Uh Jay-Z. It's all over the board. It's all over Uh the board. Teddy Pendergrass. And Play I, it all. And I thought this was, un, I never noticed this in Los Angeles. I never, but because of the thoroughfare that I live on, I see these on a consistent basis. And they are, you're correct. They're so loud. They're not like, they put those booming. Just for, mu- your, just for your, just for any listeners. When he says these, he's talking about the motorcycles. I'm talking about the motorcycles. Talking about the motorcycles. Because there are. There are uh, Caucasian men who also have motorcycles that, but they just, I, I'm just, I'm just speaking from experience. I'm not a uh, racially profiling. I am not, uh, I am speaking from experience. They're loud. They have loud, loud systems on them, but it is they not will. the same. It's it not is the not same, the not. same. And some of these, some of these touring bikes, they're yeah. in, there, it's irritating if it's three in the morning and it startles me out of bed. Like literally, sit up straight in bed. It's it sounds like someone walks into my bedroom with a giant boombox and cranks it up top volume and puts it in my fucking ear. Like it's, it's back so- to the back to the future style, dude. It's it, it's it's that it's loud. loud. It's, it's loud. I mean, you you know where I live, dude. Marina Del Rey. I mean, people bring their fucking people, toys down they're here. They're cruising. And them around. Dude, it's loud. I mean. <laughs> I'm saying, man. I'm saying. And these- they, my, my black brothers put a high premium on their fucking motorcycle stereos, and they jam them out. And I'm fascinated. I'm fuck fa- out. I'm fascinated as to how loud it is when you're on the actual motorcycle. Like, does the in my yeah, head the sound right. like goes behind you? Like it, you know, right. it's like exhaust. It leaves behind. You got the the helmets on. Like what? Like. Still, is it, are you not bumping it in the helmet? It's not enough. It's the thing is everybody's going to hear my fucking jam. Everyone's hearing it. 
everyone's going to hear my fucking jam. You can hear it six, seven blocks coming down and it's already loud. It's already excessively loud and mobile block party windows rocking. Everybody's invited to this barbecue. Incredible, incredible bikes too. They're like big the big touring bikes, like metallic orange with rims. The bikes have rims on them now. They have there's just two. There's just two. I want to talk. I want to talk to like a couple black motorcycle enthusiasts about this because it's for real a thing. Like those those are just the loudest first for how big they are. I mean, they fit on a fucking motorcycle. Right. Right. They're running on a motorcycle engine. And there's no cabin. Like. It's not like no cabin. It's not like a a booming like a booming system in a car. You've got the trunk, and that that amplifies it. But there is none of that on the motorcycle. It's piercing sound. It's not just the bass. Like it's enough. It's enough sound to uh, concert level. Completely, completely overwhelmed. It's it is. It's concert volume sound. Pull into the. Into the if Hollywood Bowl it, and just use that for the, the sound system and bring bring out Lionel wheels, Richie. <laughs> if you took the wheels off that motorcycle, you would have to have a permit for the stereo. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see one up close, but it's <laughs> I got I I got to talk to a I got to talk to a, a a motorcycle stereo salesman and be like, what is? Tell, explain the culture to me. I would like to get a good gander up close, but I do not have a friend that has one of these. And I don't think it's a good idea for me to walk up to a $50,000 motorcycle (laughs) and just be standing there staring at it. I just don't think that that would behoove me. How much stereo worth, sir? (laughs) That seems like a bad idea to walk up (laughs) to some dude with a cut on that says, like, um, you know, East Side Outlaws or something and start (laughs) snooping around on his prized possession Mm -hmm. with me with my hipster jeans on and my my fucking Buddy Holly glasses and my – my Pris haircut. Just, hey, sir. <laughs> I'm just snooping around on your fucking uh, prized possession right now. Uh, I'm basically uh-huh. doing something worse than um, you catching me with my uh, knuckle deep in your wife's vagina. This is way <laughs> worse what's going on right now. Just but, wanted to could you crank see how this ha- up? <laughs> what's this knob go up to here? I just want to see him. Do you have have any Dio? Could you play some Dio? Let's see how Rainbow in the Dark sounds on this. We got there in the nitrous tank. (laughs) Your kicker box got a nitrous tank jacked up to it? The amount of money that gets put into some of these automobiles and cars and and motorcycles is shocking. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, how much money must be funneled in there? Because I have a little rust spot on my car that drives me insane as an OCD psychopath. I can't get Mm -hmm. over it. I want it fixed. I don't care if it's fucking Mm -hmm. a good job. I'm trying to find someone that'll just do Bondo, like give me two years Mm -hmm. and it'll fucking rust out again. I don't give a shit. Can't find someone to do it. What are you pushing these days? uh, Oh, uh, Buick 2008 Buick uh, Lucerne, which is a, which it's a, it's a nice whip. It's, it's very, uh, very reliable, runs great and I'll never sell it. So I think that it's worth putting a G into, or if I could get like the old days, someone to do it for four or five hundo and just make yeah. it presentable because I'm going to drive it into the ground. It's never going to get sold. 
Um, but the, the amount of money that I've researched that it would take to fix this tiny little rust spot correctly with the steel refab would be like, Twelve hundred, fourteen hundred dollars for just this yeah. little little bit, and it just never makes sense to me because it's going to be winter again soon, and salt is going to eat the rest of the fucking car. Yeah, but yeah what yeah. it must cost to take a like a two thousand two or ninety eight Impala and drip it out in fresh paint, fresh interior, fresh ragtop rims. That's like, and that's like cash. You, that's not something that you just that you go to the dealership and they do it for you and then you pay it off for a couple hundred that's like you need to drop like fucking 30k on this old car <laughs> that has nothing to do with how it runs or the engine whatsoever yeah nobody's nobody's painting flames on your car on consignment <laughs> <laughs> no 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 those people want they work in a cash system they want they want money <laughs> money right now so how much are these motorcycle sound systems? Dude, we need to do some research, Jake. We need to look I, into that's this. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I can't imagine having anything that loud in my house. No, I'd be dead. Um, I would die, I, I think. I, like, I, like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want anything that loud in my car. I mean, if you could be pointing couldn't. at you, it's you, you got to have a place. You you got to have like a canyon or something to play that over. <laughs> You gotta have something. You gotta have. A, you gotta have like a. Like I could. You gotta have a. You gotta own a. You gotta own a venue. You gotta own a venue. The, the only people that buy those stereos own fucking concert venue. Are, are black dudes with motorcycles or own concert venues? <laughs> I. You're. You're absolutely correct. And I can't wrap my head around how that sound comes out of because it's not like it's built out of speakers. When you when you see it drive by the you think that it would be like all speakers again like Miami bass truck just every side of it would just all be speakers and that's all you would see but you don't really see that so how the fuck is it even possible I know there's a there's a Duke's car stereo down the way Duke's car stereos the all local right, car I, stereo when, I need to go I in, in there. there. When I hold up, wait for me to get there. We're gonna take edibles and we're gonna walk down there and we're gonna fucking we're gonna figure out this hey. <laughs> motorcycle stereo culture. Just a couple of white dipshits walking in there. Hey, uh. <laughs> we'll go in. We'll go in and say that we we'll look up we'll look up a very specific model like a Harley Ultra Glide fucking whatever the fuck two thousand seven. <laughs> We'll say we have this very specific. We can show the picture and be like, "Oh, it's in the shop. It's getting work done right now." But we want to. We want the loudest stereo that you have. What's the loudest stereo? If we were looking to upgrade from the factory, from whatever (laughs) the factory put in this, let me. me, You know what? Let me just show you my playlist. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Christopher Cross. There's a lot of Christopher Cross. I want it to sound. I want it to be painful. What's the most painful stereo system that you have? Disruptive. I want babies to cry from the county and uh, the county ten miles away. I want something I, want... I, can, something I can bounce off a high rise. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to turn downtown Detroit into my own personal birthday party, <laughs> I gotta look this up because I want to. I want a dollar amount on this because yeah, it's up there. Is it though? Because you can buy. 
these digital stereo components that are a couple hundred bucks that are really fucking loud. So it's got to be different because it's specialized for the motorcycle itself. The expensive parts, the amp, the amp that it takes that you got to attach to the motorcycle. <laughs> right. is the fucking, that's the component. And then where do right. you put that thing? I mean, is that <laughs> right? Where is it? Is it under the seat? It can't be under the seat. I know there's saddlebags. It could be in the saddle, like the 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 uh, the travel compartments. It's it's got to be there's got then I mean there's got to be a lockbox. That seat's got to be titanium, <laughs> right? With a fucking and then I don't know if you remember back when we used to we used to make ice. I bought a stereo. That was like all I cared about when I was in high school was getting fucking a couple tower speakers and a nice amp, and I could bump fucking music in my in my house. The amp had a huge fan coming off of it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my yeah. my car. I had a Pioneer. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is because you can run an amp that hot on a motorcycle. Oh, so maybe it's in the front. Maybe it's, it's in just, the front. It's, there is no front. Motorcycles don't have fronts. It's just wheel and windshield and then handlebars. There's no other in between. You can't have that up there. It's not on the front tire. And then how big are the speakers? We're going into the shop, dude. <laughs> speakers, We're going into this place. They have to be loud enough. They have to be big enough and loud enough to be powered by that. Well, amp. that's what I was thinking. Maybe they just, maybe they got the, maybe that's, it's, you just have to, you, you understand you got to replace the speakers once a year. So you just get the cheapo speakers. You get the amp that can blow them the fuck out and get the most juice out of them. Then you just maybe replace the them. Maybe the speakers are cheap because I could not imagine buying speakers that could play music that loud and putting them <laughs> on a thing that rain gets on. Right. I can't Doesn't imagine buying safe. speakers that loud and then exposing them to rain Doesn't on a regular seem, basis. Doesn't seem safe. No. Well, they make gonna, they you, make those all weather speakers that you can have outside by your pool. They make that. Shows that they're that are that yeah, shit probably they probably do. I'm like four. <laughs> All that are that loud? Yes, for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you, I have, here's here's our angle. I have one of the speakers in the door, in the right door of my car, um, occasionally goes in and out. And it must have a loose wire. I think that's our, our in to go into the car, the stereo store, and say, hey, you know, I'm just wondering if you could, why is this happening? Do I need to get this fixed? And then you can segue into that you just bought a new motorcycle <laughs> and that way we won't look like total narcs we'll actually have a, a, a an a agenda and then you can bring in the b agenda <laughs> and that's when you pull up a photo on your phone i'll try and get a photo of one of these bikes on, and you can say well yeah my my amp blew and i just bought this i don't know where the amp is <laughs> could you point out on this motorcycle photo sir uh -huh. where the uh -huh. amp placement would be on here cuz i've taken the seat off i don't know where it is uh -huh. <laughs> no maybe it's just some wild answer like well it's not actually on the bike it's it's in the cloud sir it's it's <laughs> it's in the cloud a cloud amp <laughs> it's in the cloud this thing's got the fucking frequency of a doppler radar <laughs> Let's do some power tube. Uh, two things I watched that I really enjoyed this week. Uh, I never watched WandaVision, but I got a dollar ninety nine for a month Disney Plus pass, and you heard that I watched She Hulk, uh, Attorney at Law last week, which I very much enjoyed. And um, 
trying to burn through WandaVision about uh, Scarlet Witch and, uh, and Vision from the Marvel uh, films. It's, uh, it's weird as fuck. It's a, I've never seen a television show like this. Very much enjoyed it. And I have to recommend Last Seen Alive, the Gerard Butler vehicle on Netflix, which is, uh, I believe it was number one on Netflix for films uh, in the past week. It's great. It's good old-fashioned Gerard Butler garbage. It's, I would say it's above par for a Gerard, uh, Gerard Butler Canes. That's, that's, a hard word. that's a hard name to say, Gerard Butler. It's great. Um, basically a new take on breakdown. If you're a breakdown fan with Kurt Russell, I mean, it's not going to, what's the name of it? What's the name of the Gerard Butler movie? <laughs> Gerard Butler. There's Gerard Gerard. Last seen alive. Last seen alive. If you want, if you want a dumb thriller action film, Nate Craig, to just zone out to on your 30 mils or your acid or your, whatever you want to do at nighttime, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's an easy watch and, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's that's the sort of thing that I look for, Nate, after I watch uh, football on a Thursday or Monday or Sunday. I need something that's complete garbage and is just popcorn. Feed it into my face. Television. I can't switch from the frivolity and the emotional investment mixed together. That is NFL football and then transition myself into, well, I think I should watch this um, hostages uh, documentary on HBO about the Iran Contra affair. Well, I get it. Need need a little popcorn. What have you watched lately? They enjoyed Nate. Well, I'll say this, that show reboot on, I think it's on Amazon. Yes. So funny. Really good. Michael key. Johnny Knoxville, uh, whole cast of uh, really great, loaded with fun, funny and uh, talented actors. And then, um, but I've only watched the pilot of that. It was awesome. And then, uh, and then, dude, I mean, check the Patreon for all my Dahmer bits. But I finished Dahmer. I had to, I had to, I had to you know. Prior to the state of Wisconsin, Jeffrey Dahmer got his own Netflix <laughs> special. I had, to, I had to gobble that up. And, uh, and you know, funny, funny, but Dahmer gags in the Patreon, but I will say this, I can't, <laughs> I, I, I can't understand why nobody ever snatched his glasses off his face. <laughs> I didn't watch it. And I've complained about this in multiple capacities. Where's, where's my head in a jar now? You fucking <laughs> blind psycho. There's like, there's, there's been so many Jeffrey Dahmer documentaries and there was that, um, uh, I forget I, forget, I tried to remember it on Monday Night Beers. I forget the name of it, but there was another film that I liked that was based on a on a, a graphic novel that I really enjoyed. But I just I don't know if I can. How many episodes are on that? Like seven? It's a full. You know, it's like eleven. It's, a, it's eleven. Do I need eleven more? Ten or eleven? Eleven more? Jeff- it felt like eleven. It was the the last two. I didn't need the last two episodes. You don't need to. You just here do that. Watch the first one. Yo, it's they the the first episode is fucking wild. I do agree though with some people's critique that a lot of these murder shows and films they don't they all these people make money off of a bunch of innocent people being murdered and there's yes. they never get a paycheck. They don't get paid. For Yeah, a, I don't know what the deal is. I'd like to know the I'd like to know the back end on this show and what uh what I mean, they had to get the rights from some of these victims. Sure, because they spent they spent like three episodes talking about like victims getting their, you know, getting some money back. 
And I and I understand that there's a whole episode about Dahmer's dad writes a book and he they won't let him make money on it. That's fair. He gets kind of mad about it. There's a whole episode in the show about that, so I can't imagine they didn't do some sort of restitution for these victims. Yeah, I don't. I'm torn between crimes and news being um, just public knowledge, and you know, I previously was this show was really um, based off of stupid true crimes, and I've drifted away from that a little bit. Because it just got tedious and it got at times depressing trying to grind people down that were so busted up in the first place. And it started to put a bad taste in my mouth. And I frankly just found it more enjoyable to just chit chat. And and I think there's a little more depth to the show than there previously was. But that being said, if it is public domain and it's a crime Sure, you can document it or use your take on it and make money, and that's the you know the American way, the entertainment system way. But is it necessarily right? Shows like Forensic Files, which I've binged and gorged over and over, probably watched every one twice. Did anyone get a fucking check? Someone got paid. That they got fucking paid only because someone got their head chopped off with a fucking uh, skill saw. <laughs> In 1982, in a yeah. ma- in a Madison, Wisconsin farmhouse. And- yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I guess the uh, the public domain aspect of the uh, court proceedings are all kind of exploited a bit, and um, I'm sure a lot of I'm sure uh, I'm sure the victims do get lost in the shuffle. I hope they've been in this situation. Um, it was just such a that was like I was like. A kid, dude. That was like right down the road. Like that, I, I, there was a lot of shit that just kind of. Was your friend? It was Nate's friend, Jeff Dahmer. Jogged, my my memory was jogged uh, throughout the whole series, so I kept watching it, and it was. I remember you know, that guy. It was heavy on the Wisconsin, and uh, I just remember that all going down right. The pride right down of the road, pride so. of Nate's Nate's neighborhood, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> They got sandwiches oh, named after him at the at the local tavern. They got the Dom. Oh, boy. <laughs> they got the oh, the head in the Freezeburg. Uh, that. No. No, they don't have the that. Re- <laughs> the real betrayal has been uh has been Minnesota Vikings Hall of Famer Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> That's been I blame I blame Wranglers, Mike. I, I didn't. I didn't know. That's that's why they get the extra room in the crotch for stolen welfare money. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. I think that they that's should. Re- they need to make him come back and play. They need to make him. <laughs> they need to make for him the, play for the Lions. Play. Make him play for the Lions. <laughs> play for league minimum, starting quarterback for the Lions, and I and they need to trade their entire offensive line for Division three scrubs. And let him just get pummeled. And he can't stop playing. Legally, he cannot stop playing no matter how much he gets injured. He sure you can break your leg and take a season off, but guess what, buddy? You're coming back at age sixty-two to play Ooh. once again until you Ooh. until you make all this fucking every last dime back, Brett Favre. Uh, and you got and you have to play in Wranglers. Damn. Jersey <laughs> and cowboy boots. Cowboy boots, Wranglers, Jersey. Uh. 
helmet, <laughs> and the pads, but he's got to wear the Wranglers and the cowboy boots, slip sliding around on Ford Field, just getting lit up week after and week. And your phone number's public, so when you get back to the locker room, you got 40,000 dick pics waiting for you. No, and, he, and Andy has to have his fly down with his with his little sh- shrunken up dick hanging out. So, <laughs> All right, let's do some power grooves and get out of here. My song of the week is Love's Train by Confunction off their 10th studio album, To The Max, from 1982. Yes, you probably have heard the Silk Sonic version, but it's all it's time to grow up. Listen, the Confunction version version... Far, have you heard the? You know, "Love's Train" by the Anderson Pac and the Bruno Mars. I'm sure you yes. like pop songs. Well, that yes. was that was that was previously done with guys that had real soul pipes instead of these little pipsqueak squeaker squeaker voice boxes. This is what you want to hear: the "Love's Train" version by Confunction. Nate Craig, what okay. are you enjoying? Um, shit, man, what have I been listening to? Um. This dude, Ali Farkaturi, man, my wife took me to a concert. This dude's just, he's a, I forget, I want to, I'm going to sound like such an ignorant asshole right now. No, 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 no. He's a touring African guitar player and he just fucking plucks that. I was, I haven't been to a concert that fun in a long time. And that dude, uh, Farkaturi, T-O-U-R-E, I think is how you spell his name. That shit's dope. It's just some fucking wild nasty guitar playing in a style that you know i'm not i don't necessarily dip into the uh sub-saharan <laughs> singer singer songwriter genres so yeah, it's, that shit's dope but and it was like it was dope in concert too it was you jam the fuck out yeah some of those dudes that are just solo guitarists can just shred in a different way that you do not see in the capacity of a band nate craig where can everyone check you out i know you have some new dates coming up um NateCraig.com for all my touring dates and ticket info. I'll be in Seattle at Laughs Comedy Club October 14th, 15th. I'll be at Helium in Portland October 19th. I will be in Cincinnati, Ohio, I believe November 7th through the 10th. I'll be in Wilmington, North Carolina the following weekend. I think that's the 16th, 17th, 18th. Uh, I will be in, that's just a Friday, Saturday down in Wilmington. I'll be in your neck of the woods, buddy, on both sides of seeing you and going to the, going to check, going to get the lowdown on these fucking motorcycle stereo rigs that we're about to buy. <laughs> I'll be at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle uh, just before Halloween. That's the 26th through the 29th, I think. And then uh, in your house, uh, in and around town, and then I'll be opening for Bill Burr in Grand Rapids at the Van Andel Center. And then I'll be at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. Ooh. And then I'll be in Peoria at wherever the fuck they go see big shit in Peoria. And then I'll be at the Coliseum in Madison. And then I'll be in Madison at the Majestic Theater on December 28th. And then I'll be in Milwaukee at the Laughing Tap for New Year's Eve. And then I'll be at Brad Garrett's in Vegas on the end of January. And then I'll be touring all the way. Proud of you. Please go see Nate Craig. Please go see Nate and Craig. Thank you, buddy. And thank you for retweeting today. And live at the Green Mill will be... I'll let you know where we sell that. Hopefully I'll have good news when I see you and drinks on me. Can't wait. We'll have that up. I Thank will drink. I will drink those old fashions that you purchased for me, Nick Craig out of love, out of love. Yeah. Thank you for joining the program. Fantastic episode. Nick Craig, bless, blessings to you, baby. Blessings to you. Love you, dog. See you soon. Love you too. Be looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Yeah.
got football on TV. My girlfriend, you see, sleazy. Favorite kind of beer is free. I'm just making power moves, sipping some natty lights, late nights and bar frights, rocking the Winston lights. Just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Just to a Detroit groove. All American dudes, just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Rocking a Detroit groove. Just some American dudes. I'm making power moves. I'm making power 